Welcome to the audio ministry of Nanda Flora Williams. She is a speaker, author, psalmist, and coach. As you listen, be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Treasures for Living podcast. And today I will be sharing with you about prayer. I'll be talking about how to pray the overcoming challenges in prayer and I'll hopefully be sharing some funny stories with you about you know how I started praying and certain things I learned like I didn't know I had a religious spirit when it came to prayer until I started praying with a group of people okay so let me start with scripture and start with the word my name is Nandu Flora Williams okay I'll start with the word Matthew 26 Matthew 26 from verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. That's Jesus and his disciples. Verse 31. Then Jesus said to them, you will all be offended and stumble and fall away because of me this night, distrusting and deserting me, for it is written, I'll strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up to life, I'll go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter declared to him, though they are all offended and stumble and fall away because of you and distrust and desert you, I will never do so. Jesus said to him solemnly, I declare to you this very night, before a single rooster crows, you will deny and disown me three times. Peter said to him, even if I must die with you, I will not deny or disown you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Then Jesus went with them to the place, to a place called Gethsemane. It's good to have a place. When we go for prayer, it's good to have a place where we meet with God. Obviously, we're meant to pray without ceasing. That means that you pray constantly, you can pray throughout your day. But it's good to have a place you go to. The Bible says in, in Mark 1 verse 35, it says, Jesus rose up a great while before day and he went, you know, he went to pray. Okay, he rose up a great while before day and he went, he went far away and he prayed to his father. So you need to, we see in scripture, in the gospels, we see Jesus going on up into the mountains, praying by praying by himself, praying with his disciples, praying all night, you know, and in the book of Acts, the Bible says, it talks about Paul and it says that Paul was going to the temple to pray. Disciples were prayed at houses. It's good to have a place to pray. It's good to pray, pray in the community, pray with people, pray by yourself and have your own place of prayer. So Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane and he told his disciples, sit down here while I go over yonder and pray. So he went with his disciples, wasn't praying alone. And he tells some of them to sit somewhere and then he tells them he's going on to pray. Verse 37, and talking with, and taking with him, not talking, taking with him, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to show grief and distress of mind and was deeply distressed. So this is Jesus about to go to the cross and he's going to pray. He takes Peter and two other disciples with him. 
and he is about to go and pray, but his soul is in a distressed state. Verse 38, it says, Then he said to them, My soul is very sad. So G Jesus now talks about his soul. It's interesting that Jesus identifies that, yes, he's feeling sadness, but it's not sadness coming from his spirit. It's coming from his soul. It says, My soul is very sad and deeply grieved, so that I am almost dying of sorrow. Stay here and keep awake and keep watch with me. So Jesus is distressed, he's depressed, that's what scripture says. And he says his soul is very sad. So um, especially in this day and age where we face many challenges and we have lots of difficulties, there are times when we would experience the challenges in life, the troubles of daily life and just the challenges of the season that we're in as a church. And you would find that there will be times in your life when your soul is overwhelmed with grief. It's important to identify that is your soul, that is not your spirit, because your soul can be sad, but your spirit will be excited. So there are times that maybe God may tell me to do something. I don't really want to do it. So my soul is, is moaning, is groaning, is complaining, and is feeling sad. But my spirit is actually excited at the prospect of me going on to do the thing that God has told me because I'm going to be working in obedience. So you need to know the difference is, in, is important. So Jesus goes to prayer when he's sad. So you're sad, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling depressed. Those are the times that the devil tell you, ah, actually, you know, just watch television. Or you just need to chill just relax. So we're talking about prayer, we're talking about how to pray, how to grow in a place of prayer. Okay. So Jesus goes with all these feelings he has in his soul. He, he goes on to pray. He goes on to pray. So he goes, he has company. He takes his disciples with him and then he tells them to stay with him. So that's a time in his life when he needs, you know, he needs that comfort. But sometimes you find out in life, you find that when you have the seasons or you have these periods, it's you're usually by yourself. You're alone. The next verse, verse 39, and going a little further. So he leaves Peter and the other two sons of Zebedee and he goes further. He goes further. Prayer is a journey. It's a journey. So you can take a multitude of people with you and you notice that they will stop at different levels. So as you grow, as you progress in prayer, there are levels on their dimensions of prayer. And there are certain, you, it's not that you can't take certain people with you. They usually would stop at the place that is, that they are familiar with or at the place that they, at their growth level, they, there are certain levels of prayer that they probably don't want to journey into or they're not ready for it. Okay. So the Bible says that I'm going a little further. He threw himself on the ground. He threw him. He threw himself upon the ground on his face and prayed. It says going a little further. He threw himself upon the ground on his face and prayed. So if, 
you're standing up. So obviously they didn't, I don't think they had cushions. They had pillows. Nowadays I kneel on a pillow when I want to pray because I, I don't want to hurt my knees or all the drama that goes with that. Um, I could do that many years ago. I would get up and I'll be fine. But now uh, I'll feel like pain in different places because of how young I am. Okay, so the Bible says, and going a little further, he threw himself upon the ground, upon the upon the ground on his face and prayed. Prayer is an interesting thing. Um, prayer and the flesh are not friends. They're not friends at all. So I found that I would, I would, when I first started praying for maybe, longer periods i found that i would pray and then after a while i get really restless like you know just i don't you know there's just a part of me that just wants to go wants to go off somewhere go out, want, wants to watch tv wants to just move that's my flesh but i would sense inside of me that it wasn't time to leave it's not time to it's not time to to leave this place of prayer i needed to be there i needed to stay i needed to tarry so I said praying and asking God what I could do to grow, what I could do to stay in his presence for longer. And he said to teach me, so that verse of scripture, what I learned from the verse of scripture, the Bible says, and going a little further, it says he threw himself upon the ground. So I discovered that if, I was going, if I'm going to pray and I'm going to persevere in prayer, I need to be able to cast myself. I need to be able to discipline my flesh. Because the flesh does not like prayer. So I would start, I'll describe a scenario. So there are there times that I will go and as I'm praying, or maybe I decide to lie on my bed to pray, you know, and then especially when it's cold, then something says to you, oh, it's cold, just pull the blanket up. You know, I'll pull the blanket up and make myself really cozy. And then I'll notice that I would wake up. So I would have slept through the time of prayer. And then I now need to go into my day. My, my time is gone. My prayer time is gone. I've lost that out on it. In order for you to pray, you need to, for you to pray effectively, um, you need to, that not, not that you, you can't pray lying down on your bed. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about when you need to pray, you need to press, you need to spend time praying. You need to discipline your flesh. So for me, it was about getting up, getting out of my bed, it was, it was about going to my place where so I used to pray in this particular place, going to that place to pray. And because of all the challenges and the struggles I had trying to pray, I had to learn how to discipline myself in, 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 in a place of prayer. So I did that by then I knelt down. I did that by then I knelt down. You do not that you have to kneel down, but I did. I knelt down. I knelt down and then I knelt down. So there are times I knelt down and I slept off kneeling down. And it wasn't because I was tired. It's because, yeah, I slept off kneeling down. There were times that I knelt down and I felt, oh, when you're tired, I would get up. I would pace. So I adopted different positions until I found maybe what was comfortable for me. So the Bible says, I'm going a little further. He threw himself upon the ground on his face and prayed he was on his face so the if in the book of kings first kings chapter 18 
talks about Elijah. Elijah has this showdown with the prophets of Baal and everything and he's done. You know, fire has fallen and they've killed the prophets of Baal. He's had a revival. And Elijah goes up to the mountain and the Bible says this. And I love that picture, that image. It says Elijah put his face between his knees. You know, when you are crouched and you're bent over and your face is between your knees, there's no distraction. You're on your face. You can't see anything. And prayer is about that place of communion where you cut out every other distraction. And the reason is, yeah, I know the Bible says Jesus was distressed and he went to pray. But I think as we journey and as we grow in a place of prayer, you begin to grow in your love relationship with God. The interesting thing about um, praying, worshipping, reading scripture, the more you behold the face of God, the more you fellowship with God truthfully, with openness, with all your heart, with all your soul, the more you do that, the more you fall in love with him. But in order for you to behold God in prayer and press into him, you have to remove distraction. You have to remove everything else. You know, sometimes when your eyes are open, you just see, oh, one thing. Maybe for us as women, before you know, maybe be shifting something in your house. There are times I've gone to pray and I was moving, you know, trying to adjust something. But if you're on your face, you're there on your face and you're, I'm not saying you have to, you can shut your eyes. Yeah. So the Bible says that going a little further, so Matthew 26 and verse 39, it says, I'm going a little further. So Jesus goes on, he progresses. He threw himself upon the ground. Not, co not convenient, not comfortable. In John chapter 12, from verse 24 to 28, Jesus talks about, he talks about us dying to ourselves. I experience a measure of death every time I go to pray and I'm praying for extensive periods because your flesh is going to come up and do all its drama, want to do its own thing. And as you continue, you continue to persist in prayer. You know, you die to your flesh, you die to your soul, you die to your own desires, your own longings, your own wants. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that you've been blessed, encouraged, and transformed to go out and make a difference.